Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled to be joining you here today along with my sidekick, Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. Hiya, Pat. Oh, boy. We got a good one today. Uh-huh. Really good one today. Uh, I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. If there is any part of the show that you happen to miss along the way or somehow want to get more of or... Whatever it is you want to do, go to the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com and, uh, just thousands of archives you could download. The other thing is you could also find us, uh, on iTunes. There are actually four different Dr. Pat shows on iTunes. Actually not sure how those other Dr. Pat shows on iTunes got put up there, but there they are. Uh, actually one of them is from a show I did like four years ago, Benny. Can you believe it? That, you know, once we do these shows, who knows where they go? So they're being posted. You know, more for all of you out there if you've missed some of the earlier shows. We're actually going to start playing some clips from some of the shows, especially like the one that Benny and I did um, about the, you know, the, the one that I talked about about our fish, our mutual fish that we had together. So, but today, the today show is, we got a twofer today. First joining me is Greg Marsh, How Stress Affects Eyesight, From Strain to Perfect Eyesight Without Glasses or Surgery. Relax your vision in five minutes with Greg Marsh of Vision Improvement Center. And for those of you that are listening to the show, we've got something really cool to give to you. Two callers will receive Better Eyesight Now, The Basics, a CD Plus guidebook, and that will be, in, you know, to encourage you with very practical techniques, and you'll find out in a few minutes what I'm talking about. Uh, Greg's joining us here today, and he is doing a regular series with us because he has spent the past 30 years learning and exploring natural vision improvement. He has, he is one of the leading experts in the field. He's a certified natural vision teacher and founder of the Vision Improvement Center and Better Eyesight Now, uh, dot com, uh, website and business in Fort Collins, Colorado. So today, we get to talk to him about his unique mix of training uh, techniques and approaches that he uses with people. And you're going to hear some very interesting things about stress and how it affects your eyesight. Uh, then later on in the show, I'm going to be sharing 10, 10 steps for a positive change with you. Greg, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Greetings. It's nice to be back. So stress, uh, not many people put this together. I mean, you know, we talk about stress in so many different ways. You know what I'm saying in our lives? Everybody's stress, stress, stress. But I have to tell you, I can remember a time where if you would have said stress in the corporate world, uh, people would have pretty much uh, cast you out of the um, uh, cast you out of the castle, so to speak. So, I mean, let's talk about what you've discovered in terms of of, of stress. 
Yeah. Well, it's pretty interesting. Most most people believe that blood pressure is affected by stress. Like mm. if, if they have a stressful time, their blood pressure is going to go up. And people think, oh, like neck and shoulders will get tight and then they'll start hurting. And they think, oh, sure, it's just due to my stress. Or they might have a digestive problem and they think, oh, yeah, this always acts up when I'm under stress. But the thing is, when you think of your eyesight and when you think of what a delicate relationship it is with the world and it it mixes and marries in your brain with your imagination and your emotions and your thought patterns, uh, it, it stress has a huge effect on eyesight. And if you go back to when people are younger, it could be the precipitating event that, that started a person on the path to nearsightedness. Or a lot of people found out if they went to graduate school or had a very stressful job. And then nowadays, uh, if somebody for the first time starts to spend a lot of time at the computer, they'll notice their eyesight gets worse. And so then the question is, do you just get glasses? And um, and I'm going to propose that maybe that's not the best path because if you have strain and just as you're listening, just imagine that there's a certain kind of strain that you're holding in your eyes if you're wearing glasses. And now imagine that that strain really would like to go away. It would like to not be there. However, then when you get glasses, it's almost as if you're, supporting and sustaining that strain and and conveying yourself into this whole new set of habits where strain is your baseline. So so that's kind of a background, Dr. Pat. So, uh, you know, I mean, what is the relationship between stress slash strain and eyesight? Because, you know, today we find many, many, many people are experiencing uh, 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 what we call unhealthy levels of stress. Uh, and what I mean is stress every day. Uh, it used to be that we would get a little bit uh, out of whack when we are feeling a little tense or a little anxious, but certainly the bar has been raised. So, you know, what is the sensitivity or what is the connection um, that we're finding in terms of how stress shows up in our eyesight? That's, that's the perfect question. I, I want to answer that a little bit by okay. having anybody who's listening, if it's convenient to take off your glasses, just do that. Of course, if you're driving, don't do that. But now with your glasses off, just look around. Notice how well you see things. Notice how your eyes feel. And then now just imagine that you could let some stress out of your shoulders most people can do that. Let your shoulders drop a sixteenth of an inch or quarter of an inch. Already that's having a nice effect. Now let your neck relax. Let your chest feel a little more expansive and open. And now the magic ingredient. Notice that you've been holding your breath probably all morning. And now let yourself breathe. And just take a nice deep breath in and out and now easily blink your eyes and just notice that at the very least they feel more relaxed and you might even notice that things are feeling a little bit more clear so the way this works just imagine that there's there's six muscles that are on your eyes and 
attached in ways that they can make your eyes move and do all the things you need to do with your eyes, these muscles are very strong. And so just imagine now that, say you're nearsighted, that means your eyeball is elongated. Or, uh-huh. or say that you're, you just started using reading glasses, that means that you have another muscle that might be straining. And just imagine that you can feel that strain in your eyes. And while you're imagining that, and even kind of feeling that, you'll notice your shoulders get tight and your chest gets tight. Maybe you even notice that your, your stomach gets tight. So what I want people to notice is that the vision is all tied into this stress pattern. And I'm even going to suggest that if you start intentionally trying to improve your eyesight, that that's going to help you relax uh, some of these other parts that have become chronically strained. So when we look at this, this is not just for, you know, people over 55 or so. Aren't we talking about this for everyone? Definitely, definitely. But there's a mysterious thing that happens. Um, I think everybody has a friend that on the day they turned 50 or 45 or 40, <laughs> All right. that on that, on that very day they needed reading glasses. So... So a lot of this is about thought patterns and just uh, learn to guide how we use our minds. And now I'm just I'm kind of preaching to the choir. This is what every guest on your show says in some fashion. But I just I'd like to to help people see that that they can engage this whole concept to improve their eyesight and even to find a, a doorway they hadn't noticed before to lower their stress all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I think is so interesting is, you know, sort of the the conversation that we're having about stress, the bigger picture, and so forth. Um, um, you know, what, how do we handle the question of generics, the uh, genetics, rather? Because people say, oh, you know, everybody in my family wears glasses. You know what I'm saying? My mom, my dad, my grand, everybody. You know, so this there's a genetic factor involved in this. Uh, but we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we can talk about that. But, uh, but but don't we say that, Greg? I mean, don't we, you know, pretty much kind of, you know, right, right. And, give and in? as you know so well, genetics is starting to take on a whole new meaning, and it's it's oh. very exciting, and it it gives us a lot more latitude than we used to think we had. Oh, absolutely. If you have a question for Greg today, uh, and or, uh, if you would like to call in so you could receive a fabulous gift, uh, two callers will receive Better Eyesight Now, the basics. This is CDs plus guidebook. You could call 1-800-930-2819 and give Valerie your question or, uh, stay on the line and we'll take your call. 1-800-930-2819. That's our call-in number. The first two callers will receive this fabulous CDs, uh, CD plus a guidebook. When we come back, we're going to be talking about genetics versus computers versus uh, eye re- relaxation and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Lip sweet surprise. Hi, I'm Paul Bland 
Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Whey. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Whey while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Whey for the way nature intended. Visit seaandearth.com. That's S-E-A-N-Earth.com for more information. Hi, I'm Dr. Lucinda Messer. Are you having problems with raising your vitamin D levels? Well, you're not alone. Here are the top three reasons why it's difficult to raise them. Number one, you may not be taking enough for your weight. Most people require 1,000 units per 25 pounds of body weight. Number two, you may not be taking it with the proper kind of food. And number three, you may be experiencing what they call vitamin D resistance. To learn more about this, visit my website, PowerfulD.com. That's PowerfulD.com. Tired of not losing the weight? You need a healthy solution for weight loss that protects your muscle mass as the fat burns away naturally. Holistic Medical Center has the healthy option for your weight loss concerns. Lose 1 to 3 pounds per day in 21 days naturally under our physician supervision. Call Holistic Medical Center 425-451-0404 or on the web drdarvish.com, D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Hey, have you heard about Foss Farms dressings? Foss Farms uses locally grown herbs and berries to create unique salad dressings that are a small slice of heaven. Unlike mass-produced salad dressings, they are made in small batches to protect the integrity of the unique tastes. Choose from raspberry, cranberry, blackberry, marionberry, and creamy herbal Provencal. All Foss Farms products are 100% vegan and are certified gluten-free and certified kosher. Go to Foss Farms, Inc. Get ready to feel more alive. Alive with a Deal brings you the truth behind things you experience every day, ways you can heal yourself, and choices that make you feel truly alive. A Deal is a true Renaissance man, a world-renowned yoga master, naturopathic doctor for 10 years, an attorney, and has degrees in physics, math, hypnotherapy, massage, operatic singing, plus he's an expert in green home building. Alive with a Deal discusses health for your body, from heartache to heartburn, your mind, from judgment to joy, your home, from cooking to color and your spirit so you can bring forth your talents hidden deep within. A deal bravely discusses things most people wouldn't touch. Delivered with compassion, integrity, and wit. Alive with a deal is about your own healing so that you feel more alive. Tune in each Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Transformation Talk Radio and Alternative Talk. Feel more alive. Alive with a deal. She's pure as New York snow. Oh, my goodness. If we had Betty Davis eyes, for those of you that are too young to even know who Betty Davis is, get on Google and Google her, and you'll see exactly what those eyes look Google like. The Google the well, Google eyes. Go- Google. Right. Betty, have you seen her eyes? I have. Oh, my gosh. I got to stop looking, though, because then I won't be paying attention to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Okay. There you go. I love that. Sure. Greg Marsh joining us here today, everyone. Greg, thank you so much. Before we go on and take a look at uh, some of the uh, the issues around strain, stress, and eyesight, you have an upcoming uh, training program. So why don't you tell folks a bit about that? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm doing a training uh, for people to become certified as a natural vision coach, and what that means is that people can work with 
children or adults or seniors and and just it, it's kind of a mix of encouragement we already were talking about stress uh, a lot of it gets into how to keep that stress out of your eyes and so we're doing a formal training program to help people learn the ropes about the so-called Bates method and how to use guided visualization EFT is a fantastic tool and so what it leads to is is people feeling uh, a lot more relaxed in their eyes and getting their way out of glasses. But even a, a really delightful target area is people who have glaucoma or macular degeneration or other vision problems and, and start to realize that if they change their thinking and their eyes don't have that chronic strain, that their vision condition, their, even their eye disease will start to improve. So, so yeah, that training is coming up uh, June 8th, and if people want to learn more about it, uh, it's on our website, which is bettereyesightnow.com. Okay. Now, I was talking before the break. We were, we were mentioning a few things. So, you know, it's, it's a lot to cover. Uh, genetics, of course, is one thing. But, you know, we have some conceptions uh, or misconceptions, uh, shall I say, uh, about eyesight. One of them, and let's just go through some of, some of the things and have you address them. First of all, one of the first things are uh, computers. We have heard for years, computers, television, don't sit so close, don't do this, don't do that. They're bad for us. The other thing is we're under the assumption that when we sleep at night uh, that our eyes uh, rest. So the question is, I mean, those are the two, I think, most common beliefs we have. So what's the truth? <laughs> Yeah. Well, let, let me mesh those two together. The one about the eyes. Uh, well, of course they're relaxed because I was asleep. Well, something yeah. to think about is people, uh, a lot of people uh, tighten their jaws when they sleep. Or, you know, they they wake up and they're, um, you know, they've been holding their leg tight all night with, like, less restless leg syndrome. So, uh People that have tested strain in the eyes have found that that uh, some people maybe dial it down a little bit at night, but other people actually have more strain at night. So so even sleep isn't necessarily a refuge. Somehow we've got to take back control of our lives, and that's where computers get so interesting. And now it used to be when I would would give a lecture, you know, and how many people spend all day on the computer. You know, a few hands would go up. Well, nowadays, it's it's almost everyone that, that spends at least a lot of time on the computer. And it's very fashionable to to talk down the computer to say, oh, you know, it's ruining my eyesight, it's making me stressed. And sure, you know, we weren't designed to sit captive all day like that. But part of it is, and and I think this is where we get back into one's whole life again, like improving the vision, but... But as you do that, you have to upgrade your whole life. And that is, as you sit and behold your computer, and, and some people listening are doing that right now, just notice how you feel about it. And now shift your thinking. And, of course, this is basic law of attraction and all these other things. But shift your thinking now and and start thinking about the ways that the computer supports you and the way that it, it uh, augments your creativity and the way that you can keep in touch 
with people more spontaneously. And, of course, your mind starts to race back and go, yeah, that's the whole problem. But, <laughs> but now even as you look at your computer or imagine looking at your computer, imagine your eyes feeling alive and happy about where you are and what you're doing. And the, the, probably the key points, and if anything, if you want to take away from this show and experiment with something, this is it. Uh, this Dr. Bates, who developed a lot of techniques to improve eyesight, said that if you're staring, then you're, you're ruining your eyesight. And right. as long as you're relaxed and moving your eyes and your attention, you're always going to be going towards clear eyesight. And that's something people can play with and and will absolutely find is true. So, yeah. I, I mean, th- these th- it's almost like we not only have to retrain ourselves. Uh, let's just chat about this for a minute. So we don't have to just retrain ourselves about um, our, you know, how how we can achieve perfect eyesight without. Uh, uh, surgery, but we have to change our beliefs around this as well, Greg. That's what I think you're saying. Right, and one of the techniques I use a lot, like if if, if a person were to listen to my uh, CD programs, my home study programs, they would find I use a lot of creative and uh, guided visualization, so that a person can start shifting and. And another popular phrase nowadays is rewiring the brain, and that's yeah. that's absolutely what we're doing. We're rewiring the brain and rewiring the vision, and a big part of that is how we believe and what we believe. So, so visualizing yourself seeing clearly, and sometimes paradoxically actually closing your eyes, like right now if people close their eyes, and, and again, not if you're driving, but if you close right. your eyes and just... Imagine your eyes feeling very relaxed and peaceful and happy. And then now just kind of open your eyes real gratefully, with just full of appreciation, and it starts already to feel different. And you're right, uh, Dr. Pat, it's, it's changing our belief is, is, uh, is what it's all about. And, and, uh, and I, I've just seen so many people do that with their eyesight, and it's it's not a complicated process at all. Not a complicated process. Let's make sure. One of the things I want to do uh, here is just let everybody know that if you go to Greg's website, bettereyesightnow.com, www.bettereyesightnow.com, um, you can subscribe, and once you do, uh, you'll be able to get a free 10-minute uh, vision tune-up. Uh, tell us a bit about this before you go, Greg. Oh, yeah, the vision tune-up would be an example of this visualization. And of uh, if somebody just takes a few minutes and listens to that, they'll be, they'll be really impressed at how relaxed they feel afterwards. They might even feel like they just went on a vacation. And, and they'll notice that their vision's a little sharper. And that's a free download if, if somebody uh, uh, signs up for our newsletter on the website. I love it. I love it. Now, a couple more things I want to talk about before, uh, you know, before we move on. One of the things is this dry eyes. I know so many people, so many of my friends walk around and their eyes seem to get dried out and then they take the drops and we put the drops in. What is that all about? Yeah. Okay. Well, we just had a, a workshop last weekend in St. Louis and several people there had dry eyes. 
Uh-huh. And and I think all of them were just astonished at how quickly their dry eyes disappeared, how that symptom disappeared as they relaxed their eyes. Because people have all these complicated things about, oh, my tear ducts aren't working right and, and you know, all this medical model stuff. And, and, you know, not to say that's not true, but the thing is, if you have dry eyes and if you relax your eyes through some of these techniques, the dry eyes will vanish. I mean, I've just seen that so many times. So, you know, so the, the techniques actually are able to help us get to this place of having great eyesight without surgery because I think that's really the, you know, that's what's happening right now. People are just saying, okay, I can get this, I can get that done. How long does it take uh, for us to retrain ourselves, retrain our eyes, so to speak? Uh well, it really depends on how long somebody's had a condition, uh-huh. uh, how strong the prescription is, and, and how strong their beliefs are. But if somebody uh, is newly using glasses and they just hate them and they know that they've always seen clearly before, that person should be able to to fully regain their confidence in their vision just in a few weeks. And then if if somebody has a more moderate prescription, the most important thing is that they just feel a creative leap in their belief. We were talking about belief before. And, and, and again, uh, doing that through imagination and through visualization and just through practicing relaxing the eyes and get them to gently be curious about their world again, it's, it's just a magic bomb. So it, it can take, you know, some people have a spontaneous, uh, awareness of what they need to do and the deal is done in just a few minutes. I've, I've had that happen with people that are newly into reading glasses. And then somebody who's been nearsighted since childhood has a bigger beast and it's going to take a little more creativity. And then, and then there's everything in between. Wow. Let's give out your website one more time, Greg. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Yeah, uh, that's better eyesight now. Dot com and we have a lot of information there, a lot of recordings you can listen to, a lot of articles and and a lot of encouragement. So delightful Excellent. to be back on your show. Oh, it's great to have you, Greg. Thank you so much. Uh, when we uh, get when Greg comes back again, we're going to be talking about eye diseases and much more. Uh, we've got some really cool things planned for you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much. Let's take a short break, everyone. When we come back, get ready for ten steps for positive change. I'm going to be opening up the phone lines. Going to have you all uh, call into the show. And going to do a little reading with some of you so that we can create change now. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pacho. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. You be like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge. 
and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs, and it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. TransformationTalkRadio.com TransformationTalkRadio.com Transforming the world one listener at a time. Hey guys, it's me, Dougal Fraser. What are you doing in June? Um, you're spending the weekend with me and Medium John Holland, Psychic Colette Barham Reed, and Animal Intuitive Danielle McKinnon at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Join us for Soul Connections, an event dedicated to learning about spirit guidance and soul strategies. There will be talks, Q&A, tons of live readings. Come join us. To register, go to www.eomega.org or call 1-800-944-1001. I just made the most amazing discovery. What's that? I've been searching for a way to save time in the kitchen and not sacrifice Larry's in my health. I finally found it. I ordered these amazingly delicious, quick, healthy meals online called Eastern Essence. Once I tried them, I realized why I hadn't found a solution till now. There's simply nothing like them in the grocery store. Wow, I didn't think it was possible to have a packaged food that's truly healthy. I know, but Eastern Essence is made with a special process that leaves 95% of the nutritional content there. Other organic convenience foods can't even come close to being this delicious and nutritious. That is amazing. They take less than 20 minutes to prepare, and Larry loves them. He's gazing at me the way he did when I used to cook everything from scratch. I think Eastern Essence is the way to a man's heart. (laughs) Eastern Essence, delicious organic Indian meals. Go to easternessence.com to order today. everyone welcome back to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by hello mr benny it's so good being with you today pleasure being here which up now we think linda's going to call in but i she's i think she's a little scaredy cat Uh-oh. to call in right now that's unlike her i know it is but i told her we were going to be talking about the 10 steps uh, or at least somebody's 10 steps for a positive change. And so for the listeners out there, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk about some of the 10 steps in a half hour. It's really hard for me to do that. Uh, hopefully Linda will join me because we always have these debates about positive change. And then for those of you out there that want to kickstart this, I am going to be able to do about, uh, let's say, three or four readings. Uh, for those of you that know what I do, all you need to do is ask me your question. I use three decks of cards. One of them is an archetype deck. And I want to get you on your way. Now, you can call in toll-free to the show, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Or what you can do is use our instant feedback mechanism at the drpatshow.com. Just punch your question in there, and there you go. Now, 
my buddy Linda is joining me here today. Linda, yes. are you ready to take this on? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am talking about the 10 steps uh, for positive change. Uh, do you believe there are 10 steps? <laughs> There's probably more than that. There's probably a lot more than that. But okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Uh, I'm, and, I'm... Okay. All right. So one of the steps is, and, and, and they call this invoke compassion. And, you know, okay. So do you understand what we're, we're saying here? And, the, and basically we're saying be compassionate. What do you think of that? Uh oh. Um. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. <laughs> Be compassionate to what? I, see, I knew. This is what I, this is why I got Linda on here. Because, exactly. So be compassionate to what? I mean, wouldn't it be great if all of us could walk around like the Dalai Lama? Don't you think? No. Be completely compassionate? Why? Because it's one of the ten steps to positive change. Yeah, but how can you do that all the time? Well, isn't that isn't that really the question? Yeah. Um, you know, if we're not compassionate, then where are we? We're in a place of what? Resentment? You know, we're in places that are not going to get us what we want. So compassion, by the way, means doing no harm, right? Acting for the good. That's so what some people say. Uh, and the goal is to become less critical of, of, of oneself and others and become more compassionate. So when you think about it that way, Linda, what we're saying here is don't be so critical. Hello? Yes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because if you're compassionate, then you're not critical. Okay, but then you're saying that everything is everything is perfect. Yes, everything is perfect. If well, you want isn't. it to be perfect. It, it isn't because because okay, I've got a good example for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Is it going to be a political example? No. No, it's okay. going to be it's going to be a fun example. Like, All right, here we go. Okay. I don't know if Benny's ready for this, but go ahead. Well, Benny, you can you'll you'll help me and support me. I know you will. Um so you have Dancing with the Stars and you have American Idol. Okay? Okay. And there's been comments about American Idol that um, some of the, the singers, the, the young kids that are on there, that the panel was critical of them, but not constructive criticism. So you've got constructive criticism and you have non-constructive criticism. So where does the compassion come with the constructive criticism? Because if you're saying you're 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 critic, you know, criticizing people, then you're not compassionate. So ah, you, this is good. This is so good. So how do you how do you draw the line of constructive criticism? And then you look at Dancing with the Stars, Christy Alley. I got to give her a lot of credit for getting her little self out there at 61 years old, and. How could you be critical to someone who does a cartwheel at 61 years old who can hardly move around the dance floor? So the constructive criticism would be helpful for her. And like, what's his name? Um, Karate Kid. They didn't give him constructive criticism. Yeah, Ralph Macchio. 
Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Benny. They didn't they didn't give him constructive criticism about waving his hands around his fingers are weird or some stupid thing they said to him. So how do you say you want to be compassionate, right, and you want to have compassion for people, so how do you give them constructive feedback? Tell me that. I got the, I'm going to answer your question. Thank you, Linda, for laying that out perfectly. Okay, so let's use one of your examples, American Idol. Okay. All right. So we've got a couple things going on. We don't have Simon Cowell. He needs to come back. Well, okay. So here you are saying you don't. Okay, wait a minute. All right. Here he is, right? His criticism was harsh. It was sometimes belittling. Compassion involves being gentle instead of reactive or harsh. Okay. Do you see, hear what I'm saying? You can still but wait give a minute. people. But wait a minute. He was not. He was not totally harsh. Oh, I but would my rather, gosh. Okay. Sometimes he was a little obnoxious, okay, but, you know, he got carried away with himself. But for the most part, his his constructive criticism, I think, and I believe, was helpful, and he was truthful, where Randy would just shake his head, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. didn't say anything. So you walk away like, well, okay, what am I supposed to do? Okay, so... Here's here's the thing, Linda. Here's the okay. You already got my blood pressure going. Go ahead. ahead. Okay, but are are you open to hear a little bit about compassion? A little. All right. Compassion has to do with a negative, uh, with not having a negative reacted attitude towards others, uh, which causes them harm. I mean, this is how simple this is. It really is. It's about being respectful. You know, being gentle in a reflective, better way. Okay? Now, this is really easy to do. And you know this from, from our corporate background, Linda, right? Yeah. You know, there, there are ways to sit down and give somebody feedback. And then there are the ways that most people give it. And you know yourself what it's like to be on the end of feedback that is harsh, that is disrespectful. Correct? Well, that's different. Ah, uh, but it, but imagine being able to have that kind of di- dialogue from a compassionate place. So, okay, so that's what that's about. And, you know, point well taken. But when we're talking about compassion, there's no room for greed. There's no room for hatred in that. And let me just tell you the one key point to compassion. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to hear this? I'm ready. Blame. Blame is a form of criticism and avoidance of responsibility. Well, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. I'm, I'm saying. Right. But right. I have to, but I have to say the respectful part in the compassion, I yes. never said once that you, you should be disrespectful to someone. It doesn't matter who it is. Right. I never said that. Right. Okay. I just want to be clear. Okay, so what about blame? Oh, blame is fun. <laughs> Isn't it fun to blame somebody else? Are you kidding me? Yes, I'm kidding. I'm How kidding. O- I know you are. How often do you blame yourself? All the time. Mm-hmm. But don't most people blame themselves? No. Uh, I don't know that most people blame themselves. 
I've never heard Donald Trump blame himself for anything. Okay, now the big one. Are you ready for the big one? What's the big one? Complaining. Complaining. We just had a meeting with the team, and one of the things that um, we're doing in our 30-day challenge is no complaining. So there's a difference between giving feedback and complaining. So feedback that is done properly, you ready, which is respectful to others and communicates, right, uh, ways to address a problem, that, that's feedback. Complaining and putting someone down is not necessary and doesn't help anything at all. Complaining doesn't help anything at all. What do you think about that statement? Well, I agree with it because you don't accomplish anything. You just go in mm-hmm. circles. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's also a time for ranting and raving. What does that mean? Oh, you mean sort of, you know, venting but not at the expense of others, meaning you're going to yes. rant and rave, you know, five minutes in your closet or something. Yes, yes. Or to someone who is a friend that will just let you go on like a looney tune and rant and rave and carry on and complain about everything that happened, and then it's over, and you don't talk okay. about it again. All right, good. Now, Let me it, summarize this. Let me summarize compassion before we go for a break. And then when we come back, we're going to take on another big one. Another big one. These are the things. We're giving you the nuggets here for a positive change today. But before we do, compassion, being sensitive to others' suffering as well as your own, being reflective, meaning gentle instead of reactive, changing critical attitudes, meaning greed, hatred, delusion into generosity, love, and awareness, being truthful, Helpful, kind, and appreciative, not blaming, taking responsibility, not complaining, invoking right speech, and cherishing others. And so when we come back, and you know what? Having the grace to do all of that. When we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the other things that I am going to share with you. Positive change. You could do it today to change your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. You are a wondrous expression of God, Source, Spirit, Universe. How do you let this be fully realized in your everyday physical life? Oriella coaches and teaches people how to awaken their spiritual power. She also releases and replaces what is limiting and holding them back. Her no-nonsense logical approach allows you to fully and easily understand how you can live life more fully, more abundantly, more powerfully by awakening to your spiritual power. For information, visit Awaken to Your Spiritual Power Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? Well, I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you're hurt. We want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you, we offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Topperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that. As many as 96% of Americans are extremely deficient in iodine. Hi, this is Paul from CN Earth Nutrition. 
Thankfully, there's a simple step many of us are already taking to help boost the protective benefits of iodine within the thyroid and literally every cell within our body, Emerald Sea. Emerald Sea is a rich and rare natural source of iodine from the most nutrient-dense species of seaweed on the planet. If there's enough iodine in our bodies, radioactive fallout is no longer able to concentrate in the thyroid and it will simply pass through. This is just one of the many benefits of natural food-based iodine. It not only helps to to ensure proper operation of the thyroid and our entire endocrine system, it helps to protect this vital gland from the dangers of radioactive fallout. Knowing this, we can take prudent precautionary steps to protect ourselves and loved ones from any potential radioactive dangers, including those we already face every day. To purchase Emerald Sea, visit C, that's S-E-A, and Earth.com. Do you dream of being on the amazing race? Well, here's your chance. Grab a friend and prepare for an exhilarating race around the city when City Solve Urban Race comes to your city. Teams of two will solve clues and face fun challenges while racing around the city. The winning team gets $300 and a chance to be in the Las Vegas Championship race to compete for a grand prize of $5,000. Not only will you have a ton of fun, you'll also be helping a good cause. A portion of the proceeds will benefit a local charity. To start racing, go to City solveurbanrace.com Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And we are talking about some steps for positive change. Uh, Linda's joining me here today. My sidekick from Jersey, along with Mr. Benny. Uh, now, Mr. Benny, I believe we have a caller. Yes. Uh, let's take uh, Shanti from Indiana. Welcome to the show. Hi, Shanti. Hi, thank you. Hi. How can I help you today? Um. I wanted to uh, comment on the topic of the subject today, and I okay. want to appreciate you for your dialogue this afternoon. And I just wanted to make a brief comment and say that compassion, as well as constructive criticism, as well as a little bit of complaining, but I call it um, agreeing to disagree. And I also call that balanced feedback. Um, a lot of age groups, young and old, a lot of races, nationalities, a lot of countries, including the United States of America, have a lot of input in terms of the future, mm-hmm. whether it's technology, religion, politics, the education, the whole work. But that balanced feedback is something that is necessary and I believe that it is upon the receiver and the deliverer to comprehend what's being said and what's been written and what's been communicated. But my belief is nonverbal communication is something that is so powerful. And that one, well, that one level of communication speaks volumes as opposed to any type of speech, music, the gamut. Nonverbal communication means everything. I have to tell you, well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. I want to ask you a question because I believe I love what you're talking about, and uh, and, and for the most part, what our responsibility is to make sure we're understanding some of the issues. I think you will know in this country, right? We don't really have 
as many forums as we could use where people can come together and have that kind of dialogue. Um, even when we look at some of the political things that go on, the back and forth, I mean, honestly, what would happen if that was, you know, balanced feedback? What do you think would happen? I, I don't think I believe. Mm-hmm. And it goes a little bit farther than just human communication. Mm-hmm. You can actually learn from the animals oh, and yes. nature. Mm-hmm. And that is specifically nonverbal communication. Um, the birds, the wind, the water, the waves. Um, it, it, I mean, nonverbal communication, your emotions mean everything. So with that being said, um, if we can just pinpoint that, that would enable everybody, including, you know, all nations. This is a global thing right here. That nonverbal communication is something that was so essential before any of this technology was in existence. Do you think we're getting away from that? Linda and I were talking about this before um, uh, in reference to uh, our nieces, so to speak. Uh, uh, almost without a doubt, they uh, communicate uh, 24-7 through uh, uh, texting. Uh, I, I don't know if I ever hear them actually pick up the phone, right? So do you think that we are moving away from the richness of nonverbal communication through technology? Um, I, I, I don't want to answer that today, but what I do want to gravitate towards is um, the benefit of our own natural resources. I feel that um, they have been depleted in such a way that um, we really have fallen short of what is essential and what is non-essential. And I think our nurturing comes from our foods that we eat and our nonverbal communication, mm-hmm. uh, written or technology or uh, telephone or texting. Um, that is just a enhancement, and um, it, it, it only enhances. It doesn't take away. What, what took away of it was the monetary um, re- re- reward, and so um, all of it is good. Don't get me wrong, it's a benefit, but that natural resource is something that needs to be replenished. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. I so appreciate it. Thank you, and I appreciate you and your format. Excellent. I love this. We just demonstrated this, didn't we? We just had a demonstration. And I I have a question. Is she still on the phone? Uh, Benny, I'm not sure. Uh, no, she's actually left for. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry about that. Cause, what cause was your question? Uh, well, my, my question was: Is I, I, what she said was excellent. I mean, that so was so powerful. It was very powerful. And when she talked about the nonverbal communication, I had a thought about you know when you talked about the text messaging because everything mm-hmm. gets written on a you know the text message, so you really don't see the person's facial expressions. I think, and I've been accused of this a lot, lot of times that I can say one thing very peacefully, very calmly, but my facial expressions say something different. Aha. Uh-huh. And I'm really bad at that because I, 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 I have been criticized for that for a very long time, that I can be saying something very kind and com- being compassionate to someone and giving constructive feedback, but my facial expressions sometimes say something different. 
Well, what do you attribute that to? Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe because I, I'm not necessarily sure I believe what I'm saying. I that think I, that's exactly what our caller was talking about. I know. That's why I, I said. She but gotcha. She did. <laughs> it was excellent. Excellent. And she said it very eloquently. It was, was it was beautiful. very good. Yes. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. I, I mean, but, you know, so then it really begs another question. Why do we say things we don't mean? Because you're trying to be compassionate. And, and I don't, when I don't, when I say I, you don't mean it, you're saying it in a in a kind way where inside you're ready to like maybe explode so it shows in the facial expressions because mm-hmm. you are trying to be compassionate what you talked about earlier you know mm-hmm. um, and being respectful of the person and not complaining to the person or not being critical of mm-hmm. the person mm-hmm. and sometimes that's hard well, you know, it's interesting because I think I think it was Shanti. I think I, I think what she also talked about was nature, and I want to ask you about this, Linda, because I know we only have a few minutes to go. I know that where you live, uh, and where your mom lives, um, you've had the opportunity of seeing the most beautiful in nature. For example, I believe it was in the winter where you got to experience a deer, a white deer. Yes. Uh, and I know how drawn you are to deer and horses. Mm-hmm. And to, and let's talk about their posture, their movement, their beauty. I mean, when you see a deer close up and can look into their eyes, what do you see? A gentleness. Mm-hmm. A kindness. And don't They're... you in that moment, as you're staring at that deer and recognizing it, don't you feel yourself relax yes. and become gentle? Yes. But you know what? What struck me is when she when she mentioned about you know animals too. Mm-hmm. She is so right because last night on the news they had um, this man, and and I think about the dogs that I've had and how they are so kind, and you can yell at them for doing something wrong, and they just kind of look at you like, "How could you yell at me? I didn't mean to do it." But there was a man last night they had on the news who was in an elevator with this puppy. And, and the puppy was for his, his wife that was a, um, like a care dog. Uh-huh. And he was beating the dog. He took the lead. In the elevator? Yes. And they caught him on camera and they arrested him. But, but the poor dog, it was only a oh. little, little tiny thing. But he took oh. the leash and he was dragging the dog back and forth and beating it against both sides of the elevator and then kicking it and hitting it with the leash. So that's the kind of thing that I think um, she was just talking about, about animals. And this poor dog was cowering. And, I, I mean, it brought me to tears. It was so sad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I think about the positive side, not this man, but when you think about the animals, dogs, cats are very gentle and very kind. And they always know when you're feeling bad or when you're hurting, and they're even more gentle. Mm-hmm. You know? And they give you that warm, fuzzy feeling, which takes away the pain that you're feeling, I think. What a, what a great way to end the show. Linda, thank you so much for joining me here today. Benny, another fabulous job. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Uh, go to www.thedrpatshow.com. We'll see you next time.